Hello, everybody. Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort on the podcast Missions Incorporated. And today we're beginning something new. We're going to be doing uh, short episodes uh, every other week or so, uh, all related to topics uh, regarding missions, evangelism, and apostolic church planting. So the idea here is from our uh, philosophy of ministry, for example, which is a 56-page document uh, teaching what we believe and what we put into practice regarding missionary church planting, uh, there's numerous topics within there, numerous things that we can talk about and teach on, as well as uh, we're going to be taking books like this one here, for example, on being a missionary, uh, a book that we highly recommend for all uh, people interested in getting involved personally in the global mission of Jesus Christ, definitely for all missionaries going out into the mission field as well. Very, very helpful, nice, thick, dense book that covers pretty much everything related to missionary life and cross-cultural ministry uh, in another context. Very, very good book, full of wonderful topics. And today, for example, we're going to grab uh, a quote from that particular book and uh, unpack it just a little bit. So uh, there's a new part of the podcast ministry, Missions Incorporated, where we're giving short um, exhortations related to topics from missions, evangelism, and apostolic church planting. All right, so to kick this uh, part of the ministry off for this new series of the podcast, uh, we're going to go ahead and read this quote from Thomas Hale from that book, the one that we just talked about, put it on the screen here as well, on being a missionary. And uh, we read this. On the personal side, taking into account evangelical Christians alone, only one in a thousand goes into cross-cultural ministry. That is, becomes a missionary. And of those who do... Over 90% end up working in areas that have already been evangelized. Only one in a thousand Christians in the U.S. gets involved as a missionary, goes as a missionary, cross-culturally to another land, learning another language and all the rest, doing missionary work. And those who do go, of those one in a thousand, Thomas Hale says, 90% of them go to a place that's already been evangelized. It's already had a gospel saturation and a there's actually not really need for them to be there. Uh, pretty wild quote here. Uh, a lot can be said on this. Um, but what I want to do now is just touch on uh, the, these two ideas briefly. Let me go ahead and uh, take this off the screen. I'll leave the quote there as we consider. Uh, but <clears throat> the question I, I proposed as I pondered this, uh, this quote is, is this still the reality today? This book was written uh, a few years back, uh, but I do believe it is actually still the reality today. One in 1,000 actually become missionaries. Now, on one hand, it's it's expected and it's normal that most of us, the Lord would call to bear fruit where He has us, where He planted us, where He had us grow up, where He had us get saved. Most of the time, that's the sphere of influence the Lord would have us uh, have, and that's where He would have us bear fruit for Him, evangelize the lost, etc., and be a member of a biblical and a healthy church. Most of the time, that's the situation, uh, and, and it's also necessary because people need to be making quality money, building quality products, and, and honoring God at the workplace, uh, being salt and light in our context, and also making the money to send those who are going out into the mission field. But we could probably argue it's a, probably a little bit disproportionate. There probably should be more people going out than there are. More people are most likely, for a number of reasons, playing it safe, staying in their local context, even though the Lord 
could be and likely is desiring of them to go abroad, to do something else, to be sent out, equipped and sent out to bear fruit. Uh, There is a problem in some parts of the world where uh, Christians, for example, are under persecution and have to hide. And on the other side of of the spectrum there, there's Christians who have it so well till now, historically, have had it so well that they've become lazy in a real sense, fat and lazy, and have not applied themselves to the things they should. Everything was going too smoothly. Uh, so, um, But this other idea here, is this still the reality as well? 90% go to areas already evangelized? Is that actually true? I can't verify that myself, but I do know there's very few missionaries in places here, like in Europe, where we're less than 1% evangelical, where there are no people being engaged with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are no numerous local expressions of the body of Christ, biblical churches planted to engage the people. There's great need for evangelism in places like Italy, and they're often overlooked. Uh, That is a reality. I know that for sure. And I do know for sure as well that uh, 9 out of 10 Africans that I meet in Italy because they've come here uh, seeking uh, better living or to make money and send it back to their family, 9 out of 10 Africans that I meet and that I evangelize confess already to be Christians. Now, also probably Eight out of those, nine of ten, that confess to be Christians have also been taught salvation by works, that they have to obey and do certain things in order to be saved. Or, yeah, that, That's their understanding. So they haven't actually understood grace. They've been taught, sadly, a prosperity gospel that if they obey God, believe in God, their life will go better, they'll be healthy, they'll be happy, those kinds of things. They haven't been dealt with the, the, the core reality of their need for salvation, their need to come to Christ in repentance and faith, to be saved, to be born again, to be made new. And all they've been given is the biblical principles that potentially could lead to a more flourishing life. Um, so, 90% go to areas uh, already evangelized. I, I do think there is a lot of truth to that, as uh, Thomas Hale stated in this quote. Uh, Based on my experience simply with people in Africa, a lot of people go and do missions in Africa, uh, but the truth is there's also a lot of stuff that's already been done there. Uh, Now, whether or not it was good in biblical missions, that's a different question, and we'll leave that for another day. Uh, But why is this the reality? Here's a question for us as well. Why is this the reality that 1 in 1,000 become missionaries and 90% go to already evangelized places where there really isn't a need for them to be? I would would argue two things here uh, that I wrote down in regards to this, and... uh, I'll put the picture of the book back up here. But yeah, uh, we are not taught well that our life is no longer ours. I think this is a a problem in the church today that uh, becoming a Christian historically, at least till now, when persecution is beginning in in a much more serious fashion there in the States, uh, till now, uh, being a Christian was comfortable. You could come, be part of a church, do all the things that Christians do. And there could be numerous people in, in numerous churches that are actually not saved, actually not born of the Spirit of God, but just going through all the motions like many other people do. A non-Christian can do many of the things that a Christian can do without actually being born again, without it actually uh, coming from the heart, what he's doing, uh, his worship. Uh, So it is possible that people are not taught well that uh, when they come to Christ, they surrender their life to Christ. It's no longer yours. When you come to Jesus for salvation, you surrender your life to Him. It's now His life, and you should be evaluating every area of your life your money, your resources, your time, your your, uh, your thoughts, everything you're doing with your life and your pursuits, your education, everything should be evaluated in light of the fact your life is not yours, but it now belongs to Jesus Christ. And I don't think that is taught as well as it needs to be taught. And unfortunately, I think that leads to very few people considering their role in the global mission of Jesus Christ and the possibility that God would want them to become a missionary and go 
and then also go to a place where there's actually a need. Uh, so why is it one in 1,000 become missionaries and why are 90% going to places already evangelized? One, potentially they're not taught well that their life is no longer their own. And two, uh, perhaps people are not encouraged to consider, I already briefly mentioned this, to, uh, to consider what the role or what role the Lord would have them play personally to personally participate in His global mission. People are not encouraged to really consider now that you've been saved and your life is no longer yours. You're restarting your life. You've been given a new birth and you have a new agenda now for your life. People likely are not being encouraged to consider what would the Lord have you do? What role would He have you play now in His kingdom, in His church, in this local church where you got saved, but also thinking globally, what role are you going to have either going as a missionary to people that need to hear the gospel and disciples need to be made and churches planted, or supporting those who are going? What role are you going to play? I'm afraid that too often these kind of questions from the moment of someone's conversion are not addressed soon enough and often enough or in-depth enough. Uh, So my exhortation for us today as we close out, considering this quote uh, that we read here from uh, Thomas Hale in his book on being a missionary, uh, I would encourage us all to uh, not overlook missions as a career and don't assume it is not for you or for your children. Don't overlook the fact that God could be calling you to a, a career as a missionary, to be sent abroad, that he'd be calling you to trust him for that, to equip you, to send you, to sustain you, and to use you in another context. Don't overlook that reality. And for your children, often we want what's best for them, what's comfortable, what's going to have them successful, and so on. But many a times, children have been called to the mission field and stopped by parents, loving parents who likely meant well, but didn't consider their children are not their own either. They belong to the Lord. And if the Lord would call them to go overseas, it would be best for them to support them in that call and uh, enable them as best as possible to flourish in that call. Uh, my last exhortation then would be when, when we do come to Christ for salvation, perhaps we should all ask, Lord Jesus, now that I'm saved and my life is yours, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? I am yours. Guide me, direct me. If you want me to stay where I am, make it clear to me, Lord. Otherwise, I want to know if you're sending me to flourish for you, to bear fruit for you in another place. Direct me, Lord. We need to have that kind of heart coming to the Lord from the moment of our conversion. Now what, Lord? I'm yours. Guide me and direct me. And when we do that, it is likely that we'll see more than one in 1,000 becoming missionaries, and we'll see more than those, or more missionaries going to places that desperately need missionaries to come to proclaim the word, to evangelize the lost, to make disciples, and to help see biblical churches planted, men trained and equipped in the pastoral ministry to oversee new, healthy church bodies. Uh, to God the glory. Thanks for tuning in today to this uh, short episode on the PMC podcast, uh, Missions Incorporated. That's it for today. Until the next time when we do another short topical similar to this one here. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. The PMC Media Ministry exists to incorporate Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy so others can flourish in Jesus' global mission whether they go or they stay. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. To learn more about what we do and how you can be involved, visit practicalmissions.org. 
If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.